This is the weekly message from Hope Church Malmesbury. We're so glad you can join us. This week's sermon is part of our series, The Promise and the Purpose. We're walking slowly through the Gospel of Luke, verse by verse, promise by promise. Find out more about Hope Church and how to support our ministry at www.thehope.church. I hope this message will help you to see the good purpose that God has for your life and help you to walk in faith and rely on his promises every day. Here's the message. Excellent. Excellent. Right. We're going to do something serious for a moment. Not that serious. It's going to keep... The fun keeps flowing. Okay. So Luke 9 verses 46 to 48. Let's just read from the Word of God a very short story that you find in the Bible. An argument arose among them as to which of them was the greatest. Oh, you see what we did there? But Jesus, knowing the reasoning of their hearts, took a child and put him by his side and said to them, whoever receives this child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among all of you is the one who is great. Now, many mums know the feeling of trying to help your children understand something only to watch them get the wrong end of the stick and start arguing about something else, right? And that's what's happening to Jesus here. Jesus had just been helping his disciples learn about the mysteries and wonders of a devoted relationship with God. But his disciples got distracted and started arguing. Now, there are actually several other stories in the Bible where the disciples argue or you find them competing against each other. Um, And I think competition for being the best is actually a human trait. You can talk to me about animals if you want to later, but I can't be bothered to have the conversation. Trust me, I think it's true. We're not talking about survival, we're talking about best. Okay, so... Who wants, to, uh, so who wants to be the best is something you find in humanity. Here's a quote I found on the internet. Don't know who said it. A flower does not think of competing with the flower next to it. It just blooms. Isn't that beautiful? Now, of course, some people find competition motivates them. And actually, some people find competition completely stops them. Isn't it funny how we're all so different? I love how unique we are as humanity. So I think competition can actually be negative or positive, especially in the way that it might motivate you. You see, to be the best might mean thinking everyone else isn't as good as you. It helps you to be the best if you think they're not as good as you, right? But, and that would be a negative approach, just in case anyone was wondering, Um, but be the best at being you is a godly calling, to be the best you that you could possibly be, to rise up just a little bit higher every day and every week, to aim at being better than you were last week. You know, let's not go, oh, it's such a bad week, I'm terrible. Let's be, well, let's have a better week now. You know, today is the beginning of a new week, whatever day that is. And that, of course, is excellent, excellent competition. Compete against yourself. So here's another quote I found on the internet. I don't know who said it. If you continuously compete with others, you become bitter. If you continuously compete with yourself, you become better. I like it. 
Now, to settle the disciples' argument, Jesus could have pointed to himself. He could have had those big arrows that we saw in that cartoon a minute ago. He could have said, I am the greatest amongst us, because it would have been true. But instead, he indicated a child as the example of greatness. And in doing that, I think he showed them several things, several things, including, hey, you adults can learn something from the children. So let's have a look at what adults might be able to learn from children. I think uh, these are the things that occurred to me. You may think of others. Children tend to trust easily. When that trust is placed in safe hands, there comes a reward. Joy and a peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, grown-ups, we don't live in peace because we don't trust like a child many times. Um, Children don't worry about things that are out of their area of control. Grown-ups do. They think about things that aren't even in their remit to fix. They worry about things that are not in their area of control. Children know they might need help and don't assume they can do all things by themselves. So they ask for help. Children ask questions when they don't understand. Let's be honest, many of us grown-ups don't always ask the questions we should be asking at the time we should be asking it. And actually, this is a good moment to advertise our upcoming Alpha course. It's a place where you're encouraged to come along, eat food, and ask questions, any questions about the meaning of life, and to talk openly about these things with no judgment. So let's have a quick look at the Alpha promo video. So please join us at the Hope Alpha, which will be held in the room that's just along the... Uh, along there on the right-hand side. Um, it's, it's for people who want to ask the questions and have those conversations that you feel like you can't have in church sometimes, okay? Um, so invite your friends, come along yourselves. It's for teens and adults, really, and there will be food re- re- uh, provided. Okay, so I was just going through a list of why children can be a good example to adults of how to approach God. So on that thought, children, grown-ups, everybody pay attention just for a moment. Hello. Hello, here we go. I have a tube of mini eggs. Who wants it? Come and get it really quick now. You've got to come the fastest, fastest here. Okay. (laughs) The only one that ran, actually. (laughs) You nearly did. You could have had it. You would have had it. I can adapt. I can adapt the teaching point. It's okay. (laughs) The teaching point would have gone. Those with a childlike attitude. Um, So, actually expected a young man over there with the beard to come for it. I'm very surprised. I actually thought you'd push him out the way for it, if I'm honest. So, okay. Right. (laughs) You see, children see a good thing and they run towards it. And they don't overthink it. (laughs) And they don't ruin it in worry. And I think that's one of our lessons today. Children trust that God knows better. How many adults spend most of their prayer time arguing with God about how he should be doing things, right? Instead of trusting that he knows what to do. So children don't argue with God telling him how to do things better. They argue with each other plenty. 
which I think is why Jesus pulled a child out, because the disciples were behaving like children. They were arguing with each other about silly things. But children like, I mean, sorry, Jesus liked children so much that he many times used them, and you saw it in the video earlier, um, as an example of how to behave in his teachings. So I think there is another key in this story, and it really jumped out at me last, yesterday. It's when it says in verse 47, but Jesus, knowing the reasoning of their hearts, took a child and put him by his side. You see, Jesus knows the hidden things, the reason behind the behaviour, the insecurities that drive the action. And I'm having an insecure moment myself, so excuse me, I'm just going to hold the microphone again because I realise that when I move my head, I'm supposed to move like that as well. And so there's an insecurity that just came up and God knew about that little hidden insecurity inside me. He knows about these hidden things that drive our actions. He knew, Jesus knew, it says he knew the reasoning of their hearts, the desire to shine that was actually hidden in each of those disciples' hearts. And he knows the things that are hidden within your heart too. Jesus reached out to the person that in that culture of his day, and isn't true now, I don't think, would have been considered the very least important. And I don't think children are the least important in our culture anymore. So that's good news, isn't it? But he reached out to the one that was considered the least and he placed him in the place of honour. He elevated that child to the place of honour because he placed him next to him. Lord Jesus Christ placed this child right next to Jesus Jesus said, whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me, for he who is least among all of you is the one who is great. Jesus illustrates how we should be treating people who might be considered unimportant as the most important. In fact, he's basically saying, treat people as if they were Jesus. And actually, Paul teaches in another part of the Bible, in Philippians 2, verse 3 to 4, he says this, Do nothing from rivalry or conceit. Stop arguing and trying to make yourself better. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but to the interests of others. You see, our world teaches us to push forwards, push people out of the way if necessary. Be the best, better than all the rest, says Tina Turner. But... God's word teaches us, be the best without diminishing others. Be the best version of you. Improve yourself. Don't try to make yourself seem better than someone else. Don't try to get the world's approval because that will only grow pride. Do something for someone else and you will be better already. So Jesus knew the reasoning of their hearts. God sees us inside out. He sees our motives and... He sees our deep, hidden potential. Isn't that awesome? He sees all that potential buried inside you. Do you know that when you grab a little acorn, it looks like nothing. It looks like a little head, really, with a hat. But um, that is the acorn, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, It looks like a head with a hat. Is it just me? Um, But that little acorn has everything in it to grow a tree. Isn't that amazing? 
And that's what you have hidden inside you, all that potential to do so much. And God sees that. He knows those hidden things. In God's eyes, we can all be the greatest. There's no top slot. Do you know that there's not even a way to be good enough in yourself? Because he knows that you can't do that alone. Did you know that even if you live every day being super kind to others, that alone cannot make you good enough to have the right to enter heaven and live forever with God at the end of our days. Because the Bible is clear that kindness and good works do please God, but they don't save us. There's only one way to be assured of your place in heaven, to live forever with God when this life ends, and that's to accept his son, Jesus, as your Lord and Saviour. To recognise that Jesus' death on that cross and his resurrection took away all our sin once and for all. All our arguments, all our negative thoughts and selfish ways wiped away when we put our trust in Jesus. This is the only way to be good enough. Okay, I'm just going to quickly bang through some verses in the Bible because this is what the Bible says about it. And I'm going to go really fast. So... All of us have become like one who is unclean and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. So it doesn't matter how good and kind we are, we cannot make ourselves look beautiful and clean. There is no one righteous, not even one. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We just can't do it alone. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ our Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You see, it's not complicated. If you want to know that you're truly shining bright, which is what I think the disciples wanted to do. They wanted to shine for Jesus. That's all they wanted. They were saying who's the greatest. What they meant was who's shining for Jesus right now. If you want to know that your future is secure as well and you want to place your right now into God's hands, all you have to do is what I just read from the Bible. Say it with your mouth. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead. Now, we can do the first bit now together. But the second part is between you and God. Okay? That's the bit that you do in your believing in your heart, in, your, in the quiet, hidden place. But he knows because he sees the hidden place. So if you want to declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, pray this prayer aloud with me now. Let's all pray. It's going to be on screen. I declare that Jesus is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross and was raised back to life. And in doing so, he took away my sin and made me clean and right with God. Today, I turn away from doing things my way. I choose to trust you, God. I invite Jesus to be Lord of my life. Now, and forever. Father God, fill me with your spirit and help me to treat others as better than myself and live out your purposes for me on earth until I come to be with you in heaven. Amen. And that's it. That's all you have to do. 
confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. We just did that. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you are saved. And look what the Bible says about those who choose Jesus as their Lord. This is what it says. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Don't let people put you down. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For we said he wants us to come as children. Let's be the children of God. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. You can't do anything about it. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast that they're the best. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I read all of that because I think that's actually a very key verse, a couple of verses in Ephesians 2. You see, we are children of God and we have full access to our Father God. Just like all the children and the adult children remember when they were little children, there was never a time when you couldn't go up to mummy or daddy or whoever, your parents, you could go to them. There had to be a time you could go to them because there's full access when you are parent and child like that. And he loves us. And he looks at us and he's pleased with what he sees. And some of the songs we sang earlier really reminded us of that. God created each of us. That's exactly how Michelle started the service. He knit us together. He created us with our personalities. He knitted those in on purpose and our unique ways so that we can shine for him in our unique ways because those hidden qualities are special to him. So as I close today, remember, God really sees us. He knows us. And he measures our goodness or greatness very differently to how the world does. There really is no such thing as least important to God. And true greatness is attained in treating others as if they were greater than us. Lastly, the last point and the most important point, We are all the greatest when we stand with Jesus. Today is Mother's Day. And in my opinion, all of you ladies are the greatest. I love the fact that we gave the children an opportunity earlier to make a case for some of your greatness. And I hope you were blessed by what they said. Because the difference between raising someone else up and raising yourself up is actually huge. And the children praising their mum's efforts is what we would call honouring our parents and is a very powerful and godly thing to do. It's even in the Ten Commandments. Each of us is unique. Each of us can shine. God can see the hidden colours of our personality that others may not see straight away. But we can be confident that He knows, He sees, and He thinks you are great. So today... We celebrate mothers of humans and pets and those special ladies who guide us through life. And we say thank you. You are great. Please eat cake and take home a gift. Bethany will make sure the gifts get to everyone. And enjoy this music video in closing to remind you that God sees your true colours. Trust Him and always let your true colours shine through. God bless you.